0: What is going on with the Cubs right now? That and more next. You are
1: Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You are Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Best way to support the show is by listening every day on your preferred audio platform and by pressing like and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you and all things Cubs. Today's Friday episode is presented by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Welcome back. Welcome in to Locked On Cubs. Today's episode, we discuss what is happening right now with the Cubs for this offseason and beyond, including the outlook for President jed hoyer plus after our regular episode we're going to stick around exclusively right here on youtube if you're with us live to hang out and take comments and questions from you all sam ready for a fun night and uh what is on your mind with the cubs right now
1: couple of things before i get into that please guys save your questions for after uh you know you can comment as we go but we're going to go about 10 15 minutes here and then we're going to come all the way to you so it'll be your show we'll be uh answering your questions also i want to uh, wish everybody a happy hanukkah out there if you're celebrating night 1 candles are lit enjoy yourself i i usually don't exchange gifts too much on this holiday but my mom said she got me a nice gift I'm excited to see what that's going to be this weekend uh and and how are things right now in terms of Cubs land or in terms of you know everything because it's the same answer not great so why don't we get into it
0: yeah I I think that there the, the pause button on the whole sport has proved to be problematic in a couple of different ways first of all just from from an entertainment perspective the whole week was a bore and what is supposed to be a very productive week for you um, year in and year out. Of course, last last offseason, there was some questions during the winter meetings, but it got resolved. And I know Swanson was the Saturday after the winter meetings, about nine or ten days after. But during the meetings, we had Bellinger, we had Tyone, we had rumors, we had rumblings. I mean, we, we barely had a, a rumor and a rumbling. There was Tyler Glasnow information,
1: but but it wasn't much. So, it's been the same information with Glasnow for three same. weeks. You'd you think, you think they're trading for Sandy Koufax. And how, much, more. how much negotiations do you need about
0: one guy? And then there's more teams in the mix now. So anyway, you know, for our Thursday show, Sam, we talked about how the current Cubs roster is at 79 wins, mm-hmm. how they got 83 last year. They should have won 90. They changed managers. They have the best. In-game manager in the sport now, Craig Council. That accounts for something. They have this core of Horner, Haps, Suzuki, and Swanson, Morel, and others. Um, but what but but my brain keeps going to the hypothetical and it wants to know answers, it wants to know information. So that's what I'm really uh struggling with right now. I am not out here to to blame or criticize any planning right now, especially with uh, big names still out there. But but the fact is, is that there may be just a little bit is at least some uh, confusion right now, as much as there is impatience.
1: Well, you know, everybody in the comments, you know, take a breath, relax, whatever. And then the other half of everybody is fire Hoyer. And it's always somewhere in the middle. First of all, you have the right to do what you want to do as a fan, especially uh, us two that talk about this every single day for our show. We we, we were supposed to talk about some moves this week; none happened. So, a lot easier said than done to be relaxed. Yeah. I, I'll I'll repeat what I've repeated all week. I still have confidence that this team is going to be very good in 2023, high 80s. You know, maybe 90 wins, chance to win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just looks like it's probably going to be a different path than we hoped. Um, you know, get getting a star, it has to be known that getting a superstar player this offseason is now fi- filed under the highly unlikely category from everything that we've read and whatever. It's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely. There are other avenues it's su- success. Last year, they, they were a 90-win team that won 83 games, and they filled out that team by being really smart. They, they were able to get uh, Bellinger on a one-year deal. He played like an MVP candidate. Uh, you know, Suzuki got going. They felt, you know, Talkman, Morrell, things like that. They are going to be capable of winning games. I'm a little bit concerned that, you know, the Cardinals seem to be very active. You know, uh, they got yeah. Sonny Gray. They improved and the Reds have made the most acquisitions um, in the offseason. So your two big competition rivals in the in the NL Central uh, are, have already gotten a lot better. And you've so far as it stands right now have gotten worse. So that's going to be a a problem, but there is an avenue at success. It just might be a different path than we thought. And look, it might not be, you know, and maybe you just have to wait and maybe you have to be patient, but it's hard to be patient. Uh, when, when we thought that things by this time, we are going to be talking about at least two moves and and we haven't had any, but I think the bigger conversation and the, the, the more interesting conversation is, um, Jed, and, you know, if he doesn't land Otani and and Soto's already a New York Yankee and Yamamoto will probably be a Met or a Yankee, you know, where do you land on Jed? Because there's this, this two front conversation. There's the one front of, hey, we should be right there with the dodgers and yankees in terms of spending we need to go get a big fish and even if you have to pay 150 cents 200 cents on the dollar for a guy like soto or a guy like otani go ahead and do it because we're the chicago freaking cubs and we need to do that and i and i understand that side of it but then there's the other side of it that's like hey we're being smart. We're being calculated. We're not putting ourselves in any type of position like we did with Jason Hayward. And we're making the right deals, right? Cody Bellinger was the right deal. But then I go I, I go and I say, first of all, I have full trust in Jed. But if you're gonna make the right deals, then you can't go 40 or 68 on Tyone and have him not, you know, uh, uh, really help you the whole first half of the season. You have to hit on every single one. You know, is there a happy medium there? Is is Jed doing it the right way? And the last thing I'll say before I toss it to you, Matt, is that. Jed has job security. I see these rumblings about oh, Jed's getting fired. Look, what from where? A lot of people are like, hey, should Jed get fired if this goes wrong? He has full job security. He, he he's going to be the GM at the bare minimum or the president uh, at bare minimum through twenty twenty five, and he does have the best interest, uh, the long term best interest of this organization. It's like I talked about, you know, the, the Van Gundy rule. Uh, when 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 Stan Van Gundy traded for Blake Griffin because he was told that he had to make the playoffs in the NBA or he's going to get fired. So he made a bad trade for Blake Griffin, gave him a huge contract. It helped him get to the playoffs for one year. And then they were crippled for the next five. The Yankees with Cashman and Steinbrenner, they need to be really good next year. They're in a must win situation. They need to be better. The Yankees don't go back to back years without failing or, or without making the postseason. And so they're going all in and they're worrying about the rest later because, Hey, even if you gave up 200 cents on the dollar and you lose your job, as a president of baseball operations, who cares? You lose your job anyway. Jed is really looking at 2025, 2026, and beyond, and he's not going to make a deal that he thinks hampers the future that he's worked so hard to build. Now, the the, the point is, and I swing it over to you, Matt, is when do you have to scrap that? When do you have to say, all right, uh, this is the Chicago Cubs. I know I want to build a consistent winner, but when do I take that leap and maybe do something that's slightly bit irrational or uncomfortable that might 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 not make sense? You know, it's like you're playing a game about blackjack and you hit when you're not supposed to hit because you just have a gut feeling. When do you do that?
0: It's hard to say when the time would be right. But knowing that he's signed through 2025, I guess I would use the 2024 calendar year as a good barometer. Mm -hmm. So maybe they get off to a good start April, May, and June. They're firmly in contention for the NL Central, possibly more. Okay, it's time to strike in late July of 24. Maybe they make a lot of strides. The core continues to build. Prospects graduate. But we didn't really quite get to a point where uh, we made a dent in the postseason or even had postseason plans. Okay, winter meetings 24. So I, I think winter meetings of 24 at the very latest, but I keep coming back to this question that he said last October. So I'm going to ask it like this: what is intelligent spending? Because I won't I won't dog him for that. I think you have to spend intelligently, but to what end? Because even in markets that might be more light on on stars and more light on real impact players, push is gonna come to shove. And so I think in the next 12 months, that's what I'm really looking at. Now part of that depends on how they do on the field then that that first hundred games or so. But I do think that once um you know the 24 campaign starts And I know, again, this is save for the moves he makes between now and and March 28th, but I do think there will be a sense of urgency
1: um, once once that happens. Yeah, and, and look, the point of what I just said was to just lay out both sides. I am a firm believer in Jed Hoyer. And I would not trade him for the for, for, for really anybody. I think he's done a really good job. And I think the Cubs are in a really good place as an organization, as as counsel said, a very healthy place. But I also understand the other side of it with the fans that I'm tired of hearing about how good of a place we're in as an organization. I want to see it on the field. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't disagree, but the fact is is that they they are in a healthy place. Yeah. I know that we don't like hearing about Reese Hoskins and Tyler Glass. Now. Money,
1: healthy place, meaning, by the way, prospects, money, Many areas. player development.
0: And those are, the, those are the main the main threads of the sport. It's the, the three pillars. Um, you know, the, the fact that their system is so highly regarded, I don't think it's a stretch to say that, you know, obviously the Soto price was so high and I don't – the Cubs equivalent – I guess we couldn't finalize on, but, but I think we had about what it what, what it would have been. But I think even if you make a deal for a star, if that was possible, even though you might be skittish for to do it for a one-year rental, it's very possible that their system, in terms of look and ranking around baseball, goes from two to seven. They would still be a top 10 system. That's right. how good their system is. Right. And, and look at the threshold for spending. Right. There isn't that much money tied up to the current roster, which again is projected at 79 victories. So you do have this, this gap here where you could spend in order to fill that win-loss gap. How do you add 11 wins? We've detailed it starting Thursday's show with, with two or three names. Are, are they the, the best names on the market? No but they could be impactful additions as prospects continue to develop. They graduate and trades and other additions are made over the next 12 months, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think it's a really interesting time. I think we live in a world that's, you know, you're always going to find problems. If they traded for Soto, people would have been upset. If they didn't trade for Soto, people will be upset. If they sign Otani, people be upset it was too much money. If they don't sign Otani, they're going to be upset. All I know is, yeah. as we transition, and people, I would start getting your questions ready because we're going to start answering pretty soon. All I know is, my, my tone on this Thursday evening at about seven 13 central time with 312 of our loyal listeners listening. And we, we don't even have a move to talk about. We have 312 uh, live live with us. Matthew is that. I am just down because this week was about as exciting as a trip to the DMV. Um, it was just, a, I, I was looking for something great. And I, you ever been at the DMV just sit there for hours D 41. And you look at your card and you're, you know, F 26. 20 minutes later, D42. Then you pull out a bag of chips, and they tell you you can't eat in there. It's like going to prison, right, Matt? I mean, (laughs) you're you're trying to uh, change your address on your license. You feel like you committed a crime. That's what I felt like this week. Well, yeah, you got a budget like a half day. 25 minutes later, Tony Kemp might be available. Oh, great. Breaking news. You get up from your seat. You think, finally, it's going to be you that gets called. You can get out of here. Alex Verdugo got trained. <laughs> right. You know, uh, some some middle reliever uh, uh, got, got dealt. I, I mean, it was just such a slow week, and I am uh, reading books. Reading books, looking outside.
0: Coming you know, up next, we uh, close out on the audio-only side. Stay tuned. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more Right now, the Chicago winter tenants are in action. You got the Bears, the Bulls, and the Blackhawks. And all of them right now, not terribly exciting. <laughs> but you can still get in on the action. Visit Fanduel.com slash Locked On. Fanduel, the official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so last four to five minutes here, Sam, on the audio side. Do you have a a range or a, or a, a a prerequisite for Hoyer to make the big move? I don't know what you're asking
1: me. Well, you asked me when he's yeah. going to make the big move. When do yeah. you think? Oh, I don't know. Um, okay. I think. Well, I guess
0: is it? It's not a reach to say that we thought it would be this week.
1: Yeah, I think that I just think the Jed. I think Jed really sticks to market value. And when he feels like a player has exceeded market value and he's not getting back a good return, he doesn't do that. And that's his job. And I think fans are just like, dude, some people are just like, just just go for it. You know what I mean? And at some right, point right. throughout his tenure, he's just going to have to go for it. I mean, look how he, he probably did it. With, will, yeah. And look, most of the time, he's gotten the last laugh. With Dansby, he got the last laugh. That Bogart's contract's one of the worst in baseball. They just had to trade Juan Soto because of it. Crazy. You know, uh, with, with not extending Javi, not extending Rizzo, not extending Bryant, he got the last laugh. Not extending Contreras, right. he got the last laugh. So, so he has done his job pretty well here, but at some point, you got to say yes and, and to somebody, you know, the Bellinger deal was probably the best deal of the entire offseason last year, but one year, 17 yeah. million, yeah. but those low risk deals and low risk moves, you know, they only get you so far at some point, you got to just go for it and you can make the argument that he went for it uh, with Dansby Swanson. That wasn't a small deal, $177 no. million. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that. I, I think real quick, we, we should we should report and touch on, if you didn't know, that uh, former Cub third baseman, if you're a a, oh, yeah. a listener to the show, you know, not one of my favorites. Uh, three-year, $45 million deal for Jamer Candelario with the Reds. I say good riddance and good luck to you. Right. Um, I would not pay him for that. Only concern would be now the Reds are obviously going to be in the trade market because they have a surplus of infielders.
0: Well, like you said, they've been the most active team. Uh, You know, pitching depth, pitching additions, perhaps impactful. And now Candelario, albeit uh, at a a higher rate, three for 45, was actually more than most of the outlets had him projected at. Um, The Brewers, obviously, with the change in the manager chair, we'll see what they do with Corbin Burns. Cardinals uh, have been making those pitching additions, and uh, the Pirates are in the division as well. Um, although they they have some young talent, but certainly not uh, not any threat to really be aware of. So we'll see uh, what happens on the Glasgow front. Um, I do think that getting back to the hypothetical next week, we will be doing some of that um, if we need to, hopefully talking about actual moves. and uh, because I do see, um, especially if Glasnow goes somewhere else. I think the Cubs really need to be proactive, um, and, and maybe they are already, uh, with Cleveland because you have at least one pitcher there and Shane Bieber, that would be a good fit, and then you could really go blockbuster style and maybe fit that bill of the big move if you include Class A, if you include Naylor, if you include somebody else. Um, so that's something that... I'm zooming in on uh, a little bit. For those with us live right now, we are sticking around on YouTube for a while. Uh, So in terms of our regular episode, audio only, thank you so much for checking out this edition of Locked On Cubs. You give us 20 to 30 minutes and we'll give you all things Cubs, the laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm shout out to the audio peeps on apple spotify and more he's sam olber i'm matt cozy this is locked on cubs
1: there is momentum happening here